0: Fantastic. You can take a seat. God bless you. Hallelujah. The Lord is so good. By a field. I love that message. Love that message. We're in a series of preaching on hope. And you would do so well to get the first, uh, the first part. The second part last week was really good. And the third part, I want to try and get as much as I can into this without going too long. So, but God is speaking to me about this hope that we need to have. And uh, hope is so real. Everyone needs it. You need it. I need it. It's real. It's, it's uh, 1 Corinthians 13:13. 13, 13. So let's back it up a little bit into last week. And we talked about the five foundations of hope. Where is our hope? How come it's so sure? How come it's a guarantee? How come we can be so confident of it? you got to listen to this. This this could be revolutionary for you, okay? So I'm going to try and do as much as I can with it. I'll try and dramatize a little bit of it again. I might pull the boat back out again and might put it in a storm. Might put it in a storm. It might drift. I might put some wind up against it and see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Because that's like our life. Our life is like that boat. And you need an anchor. Say anchor. So 1 Corinthians thirteen thirteen says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Of course it is. Love is the, the key factor in the kingdom. Love is the number one ingredient of the kingdom. Don't you love that? Love is. It's strong. It's magnificent. It can heal. It can Do bunches of good. You get... When love comes into town, man, look out. That city is a better place. That sounds like a song, isn't it? You too, song? When love comes to town? Oh, yeah, it is. Come on. You guys are getting... Come on. Even I know that. I'm telling you Generation X is what your music's about. When love comes to town. It's a blues song. B.B. King. Oh, yeah. When love comes to town... And you look at the letters of Paul uh, and he's telling a lot of churches that he's thrilled when he sees faith, hope, and love. He's absolutely thrilled. If if that's happening, he's not happy when he's visiting a church and he doesn't feel the love. Say, feel the love. When I come to your home, I want to feel your love. First thing I want is a cup of tea. (laughs) And some nice cake would be nice. Although I'm trying to wean myself off the cake. Jessie brings home, she goes out, all these kids go out. They bring back the spoils. They bring back the spoils from the, from the delights of their social life. And Oh man, I had three ranges of the most magnificent cakes. Which one do you want? Oh, you're killing me. This sponge cake about three stories high and there was this beautiful beautiful um, cheesecake, who likes cheesecake and then there was this custard tart, I mean it just wasn't something made it was the real deal French, oh, I said look just give me the whole lot <laughs> and so Paul is saying you've got to have faith you've got to have hope, you've got to have love And a lot of the letters that he wrote is about those certain things. not talking about, so let's back it up. Hope, when we say hope in the world, we say, oh, hope, they cut my hair right. I've got to have a haircut this week. I hope that lady still works there. Don't you hate it when you get someone who cuts your hair so right? And then you go back, oh, she left. What is it about your generation Y's and X's? You move and move and all the time. Why don't you stay at your job? Found someone excellent at Tugger. Oh, she's gone. She's in Europe now, backpacking with a boyfriend. Okay, gee whiz. Got to find another. I did find someone. Found a precious lady at Terrigal. And I'm sure she's over all that. She's going to stick around. (laughs) Got to get her a husband somehow. (laughs) Uh, So that hope has a negative connotation. I hope they turn up. I hope that meal's going to be all right. That has a negative connotation. The hope that we have has an optimistic connotation. He says, my hope, it actually, it's, it's even hard to do. My hope is for a good haircut. Jeez, you, you, you're, you're over the top, aren't you, buddy? No, I have hope. <laughs> Real hope. Not, oh, I hope with a furrowed, brown, worried look. I hope. <laughs> no, I have hope that Jesus is coming back one day. I have hope that the church can be the church. I have hope that we are a loving church and that we're going to see more souls saved. Just on that factor alone, many shall come under salvation through the, the love. The love. Because love came, comes to town. And that's, I believe it's about Jesus, when Jesus comes to town. That's when all the great stuff's going to happen. So let's back it up. What's our five foundational values that we have? Reasons why we have hope in God. And we need to reiterate this for the people who weren't here last week. Why weren't you here last week, I'm asking. Number one, write it down. Get your Bibles, notepads. God bless you. I love you. But I'm encouraging you this morning. God himself is our hope. Our hope is centered on God. Preached it last week, at the, the CD. Two, the word of God. It's settled in heaven, it's signed, sealed, delivered. God is performing his word even right now, even in the last days. The Middle East, what's happening there uh, is all in Ezekiel. Have a look at it, 38, 39. Have a look at Ezekiel 38, 39. It's all there, what's happening with Iran, uh, Israel, Russia, and that's all I want to say. We're living in real days of great drama, trust me. The Word of God is sealed. You can kneel on it. You can trust in it. You can believe in it. You need to wash your mind with the Word of God. You need to do what Andrew Flaxman does. He reads the Bible for an hour a day, washes his mind. He comes in, he's full of hope, encouragement, faith. It just flows from him because he's in the Word of God. The Word of God is profound. It goes deep down in your soul, dividing the rubbish and leaving behind the good stuff. That you build your life on. Mm. Number three is the Holy Spirit. Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him. See, what sort of God is He? He's a God of hope. He's a God of hope. He will fill you with joy and peace. They're the two main attributes. Joy and peace. You just got a joy and peace when things are coming down around you when the place is burning down and the, the bridge is out and, and the tsunamis are on their way you just got a peace and joy deep in your spirit you got an optimism that God's going to work this out it's not a crazy it's sort of like I just know it's It's like those black guys they do it so well I just, just know it's going to be cool man it's just going to be cool Wow, wish I had that. Wish I had that. Peace is like, it's going to be fine. Peace and joy is what you need. And it's what you should have in Christ. Then it says in Hebrews 6, 16, verse 19, we have this hope as an anchor. So now the Bible is saying, Paul is saying, hope is an anchor for our soul, firm and secure. We have this hope as an anchor for our soul, because our soul drifts. Our soul can drift. Our mind, our will, our emotions, Angus, can drift. I'm not picking on you. I just, you, you just. It's like that scripture I found on my computer says, "You bang, you're just there, just bang, just." Psh. He's gonna preach one day, this kid. He's gonna preach one day. That's why God gets him. Every service, God gets him. Doesn't matter if he's listening or not. God got me again. (laughs) Hope is real. Now it's like an anchor. Because my soul can drift away from God. Here's my boat again. Some people didn't see it last week, but this is a boat. I'm standing in a boat. You need an anchor when this happens. You begin to drift. You just can't float out in the water when there's decent currents. And you you know, there's temptations. There's people that would drag you this way, that way. And before you even know it you find yourself drifting from your standing in God. Some people drift from church, drift from God. They drift from their convictions. They don't even know it, but they have drifted. That's a good time to have an anchor in God. Five reasons of our hope. God God, the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, the throne of grace, throne of grace, throne of grace, we're all power, we're all glory, and the whole axis, fulcrum of life is hinged off the throne of grace. Jesus, and that's the fifth one, Jesus, write that one down, the fifth one is Jesus is on the throne, and the Bible says every tongue will confess and every knee shall bow to Christ Jesus that's a sure thing this is why it's sure faith it's absolutely sure that that the throne of grace is there it's rock-solid parts of the galaxy could explode planets could explode but the throne of grace is established And Christ is on the throne just there waiting for a day to enact the greatest plans, prophetic plans to bring all mankind to him. Let's have a quick look at this. Three times where you need an anchor. First one is when you're drifting on the tide. Say tide. You're sitting there, you're feeling secure, and then all of a sudden you realize uh oh, Um, I've drifted I've drifted I've drifted away from my standing in God I've drifted away from my commitment in God I've drifted i found myself drifting how can you get carried away like that? normal life temptations friends with persuasive influences can take you this way, that way It doesn't matter. It can happen in your finances. It can happen in your marriage. You can drift. But when you've got your anchor of hope in God, there's only so far you can drift. Is that right? If the anchor is a good anchor, it's rock solid. It's in on the bottom. But it's in in God. That's a good thing. The second time you probably need an anchor is when the wind is against you. I love this. You need an anchor when a strong wind is trying to bring you to ruin. At these times, you've got to get the bow, the bow of your boat into the wind that you might be able to ride out the squall. Because if you turn sideways, so here's a wind, it's punishing punishing me, I've got to throw my anchor out that way, and I've got to allow the bow of the boat to face towards the wind. And I just got to wear it. I just got to wear it. I just got to. And again, I'm not going to drift. I'm not going to be sandbanked. I'm not going to be ruined. And winds happen. That's what life's about. Winds happen to all of us. Stuff happens. Adversity, trials, tribulations. Things happen, guys. Young people. But I'm going to teach you something. Might be the only thing I can get across this morning. Because it's through the trial of life. It's through enduring in those times. But let's talk about the third time you need an anchor. And it's this it's when you're in a storm. Who's been in a storm? Another time that you need an anchor is when you are sailing in really difficult storms. There are circumstances which are beyond our ability to control. Here you need to pull down more of your sail and put out the sea anchor that will trail behind the boat and prevent you from turning side on. When the wind is blowing from behind you, you cannot head up into the wind You have to say to yourself, "I'm just going to ride this one out." You just got to put your hope in God, and you just got to ride it out, Marjorie. You know what that's like. You just got to ride it out. You pull your sails down. I'm not going to be doing much at the moment, girl. You know what that's like. You just got to pull the sails down. Look, I'd like to be there. I'm usually there for everything and anybody, but I just got to pull these sails down, man. I just got to throw that sea anchor out, and I just got to go with. The storm, I'm going with it to a degree. Because you can't stop the boat, but you can throw a sea anchor out. Do you know what I'm saying? Everyone will go through these things. Drifting, you will drift, but if your anchor is in God, great. If your anchor is in the Word, great. If your anchor is in the Holy Spirit, great. If your anchor is in the throne of grace, great. If your anchor is in Jesus, great. If there's winds blowing and they're punishing you, they're pushing you, they're adverse, they're contrary to the way that you want to go, throw the anchor out and just stand and just cop it sweet. Again, if you're in a storm of life, you've got to throw the sea anchor out. And I think the sea anchor, help me guys, is that the one that sort of it drags along the bottom. So although you're going to lose some of your position... Although you're going to lose some of your perspective, still you're not going to drift too far to be ruined on the rocks. Do you know what I'm saying? But it's having this anchor. I've got an anchor in God. If I lose that hope, if I become hopeless, but in God, I have hope. You are not hopeless. Nothing is hopeless. If you have Christ, you have hope. God is the God of hope. But if you pull your anchor up into your self sufficiency, and I'll tough this one out, I can swim against. No, man. You need that hope in God. A couple more scriptures I want to give out this morning. Okay. So we've done, we've backed it up. Now we're here into the new message, which I'll probably only be able to get one point across. Talking about the dynamic of hope. Let's talk about 1 Thessalonians 1 3. And how God produces hope in the believer. You can write that down. How God produces hope in the believer. This is going to be good. We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith. There's that word faith again. Your labor prompted by love. There's that love word again. And your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. All that we do. All that Frank does, and Pauline does, and Tim does, and Bill and Hazel do, and we do, and Vicki and my children and Garth, is all produced by love, for God, love for the saints. It's all produced in faith. Everything we do is in faith. If not, it's just just works. Everything I do, everything I say, everything we've constructed is by faith. This is the substance of things for. Everything we do has a hope for a future. This building represents a future and a hope of a day of people being a strong church and bringing in a harvest and having a great time, worshipping God, seeing the youth on fire, living their destiny, seeing families reconciled, seeing people healed, blessed set free all this represents a future and a hope or a hope and future in god because his plans is the plans i believe in i believe in his plans for my life and your life but it's all through endurance okay getting somewhere romans 5 1 this will help us Romans 5:1 Therefore since we have been justified through faith I love this I love this scripture I so love it Therefore since we have been justified through faith we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand we rejoice we rejoice in this hope of the glory of God Not only so, but we also rejoice. There's that word of God again. We rejoice in our sufferings. What? Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance. Character. Say character. I want you to write that word down now, guys. Young people, listen to me. Character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because god has poured out his love into our hearts by the holy spirit whom he has given us two crazy things this scripture talks about that we rejoice in the hope of the glory of god i mean that's fair enough but that we rejoice in our suffering in our trial of life in the stuff that happens to us and we're supposed to rejoice in that But the Bible says if we can rejoice and not get bitter, a bitter root defiles many, if we can rejoice through the stuff that happens to us and stay persevering and enduring, and endurance feeds hope, hope feeds the endurance, if we can stand and tough it out through the storms, through the drifting, through the adverse winds, if we can tough that out, cop it sweet, flesh wounds, mortally wounded, offenses, anguish, disappointments, betrayal, unforgiveness, if we are able to Appropriate that with forgiveness and endure. The Bible says that that endurance through perseverance will give us character. Somehow, going through the trial of life, the trials, the struggles, the disappointments, All this stuff that can happen to us because as Christians, we're not immune to stuff happening. But the more that you can, the more that you can rejoice, rejoice in the glory of God, knowing that He will turn it around, knowing that somehow that God's going to turn this around for good to those that love Him according to His purposes in heaven. I don't know how. How is this? You must ask sometimes, how can this be turned around? Why does this need to happen? Why does Jilly got to do three days in a hospital and endure, persevere? I don't know, but I know out of it, she's going to have character. (laughs) And a baby. (laughs) But what makes her endure? The hope of the baby. Why did we meet in a tent for five years? In endure. Five years setting up, packing down. Rain, rain. Wind, wind. Tent gets blown down. Put the tent back up. Tent gets a, a, a meter of water through it. Flooded. Everything's muddy, filthy, rotten, moldy. you going to endure now? Oh, yeah. Let's clean up. There's a church in... in uh, Help me, Jesus. There's a church in Revelations. There's a church in, in Revelations that actually was built on a fault line and it just repeatedly, repeatedly used to get wiped out all the time. But they wished to rebuild all the time, rebuild. That church ended up becoming strong. That church become strong in God and was able to hold fast with real faith The other churches that didn't go through such stuff they had wimpy faith but this church, C3 Tagra has gone through adverse winds, has gone through storms has gone through disappointments but how do you inherit the promises of God? By faith and patience the Bible says in Hebrews I'm doing well and what does it develop in you C3 Tagra? character character that you can look to us and depend on not whimsical idealistic idealism in God God is my help my source of strength God is my rock and shield no good speaking an Elizabethan language you've got to have real faith you've got to have real hope, our hope, our anchor is in God, and we can drift, we can be buffeted, we can be we can go through all the stuff of life. but if our hope in God is in God it 's going to be all cool. but at the end of it, Luke we 're going to have character, character that people can depend on character produces real hope that's why some people buckle Um, the people haven't got this character perfected Um, I think someone asked me once what what is character and uh, gee whiz uh, a young person uh, and I, and, and I, I sort of knew what it meant but I probably know more so right now that character is your rock solidness it's your... You don't sway. You could have a thousand demons demons mocking you. You could have the, the a world-class atheist argumenting with you. Uh, you could have a whole stadium full of antichrist, but you're just solid. Your character... I think probably William Wallace was a little bit like that. Probably that guy that Russell Crowe played was a bit like that. What's his name? The, the gladiator. Man, these guys don't budge for no one. You can freak them out with fear. You can freak them out with this. You can lock them up. You can taunt them. You can torture them. But they're just solid, man. They're just solid people of character to their convictions. I think that's exactly, young people, what God wants to develop in us. Would you say that? In these days of shaking... When wussy Christianity will not hold up, I recommend that you allow God to take you through the trial of life, through the crucible of life. Crucible is like a, a bowl. They heat it up. They, they get the metal. They put fire under it. And they, they allow the metal to be, uh, what is it, purified. The dross comes to the surface. They scoop off the dross and it leaves the precious metal. Life is like that. So, whatever you're going through, whatever disappointment you're going through, whatever happens, look at the people in the tsunami. Just what happened? Everything was wiped out. Job had everything wiped out. He lost his business, lost his family, lost his children, lost his business, his herds, his flocks. He had boils all over him. His wife said he had bad breath. His wife said, You're useless. Why don't you deny God? Deny God. Look at it. You're a mess. And what does Job say? Let's have a look. What does Job say? Job 14, verse 7. At least there is hope for a tree. (laughs) Okay. He hasn't really started real well, but he's, (laughs) he's, he's, he's thinking. He's thinking. He's quick on his feet, this guy. At least there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down. Will sprout again, and its new shoots will not fail. Now he's now he's getting his. Now he's looking all right. He, he's he's doing all right now. Job fourteen verse eight. Its roots may grow old in the ground, and its stump die in the soil. Yet at the scent of water, it will bud and put forth shoots like a plant. This is Job. He's trying to reconcile. He's beat up bad, man. He's lost everything. He was the richest man in his land. His, his houses were hit by an earthquake. His kids and family, his businesses, everything. He, he's lost everything. His herds, his livestock, he's got boils on him. He, he's a mess. And his wife says, deny God. He says, No. I still hope in God. Job 13:15 He needs another needs another word for a ready defence and he says though he slay me yet will I hope in him I will surely defend my ways to his face indeed this will turn out for my deliverance our tent blown down and our tent flooded and all the anguish in getting this DA through five years of fighting with the council, negotiating with the council. It's all going to be for our deliverance. It's all going to be for character because we inherit the promises of God, Pauline, by faith and patience. If we'd had it too easy, what sort of legacy would that be for our youth? Oh, our dads and mums, oh, it was easy. They prayed, they went up to Chapman Hill once, uh, they paid their tithe twice and and, and they said a prayer and, and bang, they got 11 acres, bang, they got a building, bang, they got thousands of people Say, oh, well, that's easy, well, let's just do that. No, they prayed on Chapman Hill for seven years. They, they've, they negotiated with council for five, six years. Uh, they, they kept giving, they kept planning, they kept sowing, they kept pushing through, enduring, persevering, they kept enduring, persevering. They kept hoping, hoping, hoping. They threw their anchor in time and time again into God, into God's word, into God himself, into the Holy Spirit, into the throne of grace, into the Lord Jesus Christ. They threw that anchor in and they did not. They weren't, they weren't, what's the great word? Destroyed, but it was for the deliverance. It was for the deliverance. Character is what this church has got. I know that. <laughs> though he slay me, Job 13, 15, though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. Though we fight, though we negotiate with council for five years and pray on the lookout for seven years. Though our tent was blown down twice and we were flooded once. Though we were, yes, but still, though he slay me, yet will I hope in him. I will surely defend my ways to his face. Indeed, this will turn out for my deliverance, for no godless man would dare come before him. In the midst of a difficult circumstance, Job was able to have trust in God. Even though he did not understand what God was doing, despite the circumstances that surrounded him, Job was able to say, this will turn out for my deliverance, Luke. This is what hope is about. This is what hope's about. Just keeping solid in God, going through all the adversity, trusting God, believing God, acknowledging God, saying, why? Does it really have to be like this? Three days in Gosford Hospital, delivering this baby, Jilly says... Do I have to? God says, trust me. Trust me. Place your hope in God, Jilly. Place your hope in God, Andrew. Andrew is going to be ten times the guy out of this. You know that. Andrew is going to be ten times the man. He's going to be... He's going to... I've been through trials, man. I have persevered, he'll say. I have endured... I didn't give up. Never, never, never did we give up. Well, she didn't give up. Job 23, verse 10. Job didn't get bitter. Hebrews twelve fifteen says, A bitter root defiles many. A lot of bitter people out there, they're defiled with bitterness. Not let their life be reconciled through the trials, but God wants us to be better through the trials. Better. And affliction can build your character. It gives you hope in God. Yeah, I'm nearly done. Job 23 verse 10 says, But he knows the way I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. I wonder what our trust is in, you know, like Job, man. he, He wasn't trusting in his wealth. All, all the stuff of life. He, he trusted in God at the end of the day. Abraham was just like that. Romans uh, 4, verse 18. Against all hope, Abraham, in hope, believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it has been said to him, so shall your offspring be. I was uh, reading a story about the guy who started the Rema radio station. And uh, he started this 38 years ago in, in New Zealand, apparently. He was a guy who had a dream uh, of a radio station, a Christian radio station. No one believed him. Everyone rejected him. He just kept at it. He kept faith. He kept hope. He kept standing. And now we have Rima FM nationally right throughout Australia and New Zealand. Fantastic story. He had faith in God. David, what about David? Psalm 27 verse 13. I'm still confident of this. And I've, I've quoted this this scripture so many times. It's fantastic. David is a legend. He is pursued by Saul stuff. He goes from cave to cave to cave. He's got the enemy after him. And still he says in Psalm 27, verse 13, I'm still confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. I like this. The Hebrew word for wait for the Lord he uses here is gava. Gava. G-A-V-A-H. Which means to wait expectantly and to hope. David was going to wait on the Lord. Be strong and of good courage. Wait, I say, on the Lord. He says, wait and be patient. Wait, have faith. Wait and have hope in God. A door of hope. Isaiah 2.15. I'm down the home straight. There will I give Hosea 2 verse 15. There I will give her back her vineyards, and I will make the valley of Achor a door of hope. You know the story of uh, Joshua and, who was it, Achan, who, when they tried to take on the promised land, Achan had taken some of the goods, spoils of the battle. God said, consecrate everything to me. But Achan had actually took a robe, he took some other stuff, and he hid it in the floor of his tent, And so God's people, Joshua sent his people out again to take a little bit more of the promised land. They were overcome by the enemy. And Joshua said, why did that happen? And God said, there's sin in the camp. So through that, and so through that, Achan was rounded up, all his family was rounded up, and they were put to death, as they did in those days. And that valley became a valley known as the Valley of Achor which was a valley of suffering, a valley of trouble. And then this guy, uh, the prophet, turns up, Hosea, and he says this, he says this, uh, that this valley now will become a door of hope. A valley of Acor became known as the valley of trouble, but Hosea is saying that this valley of trouble will be a door of hope. So the prophet comes along and he declares over the valley, this valley now, Though it has been known as a valley of trouble and anguish and suffering, it will become a valley of hope. And he turns the tables on that valley, a door of hope. I love it. Isaiah 65 verse 10 says the same thing. It says that the valley of Achor will become a resting place for herds, for my people who seek me in times of restoration. Trouble can turn into hope if we trust in the Lord. Hebrews 6.11 We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end in order to make your hope sure. To make your hope sure. I said to make your hope sure. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience, there's the scripture right there, Hebrews 6 verse 12, through faith and patience inherit what is promised. Habakkuk 3.17, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines, though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep, I'm ready for music, no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will rejoice and be joyful in God my Savior. Guys, put your hope in God. Trust in God. Believe in God. Let's all stand. God bless you. Amen.